What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Pixels in the Animation. This is episode 96. I'm, of course, TFG. And Mike joining me is TV's Mr. Neil. Say your prayers, Toidles. Thank you for that, Cam Clark. <laughs> yes, um, it is April Fools. Yay! Yay, indeed. The best meme for April Fools it's April Fools. Mr. Oh. T. That's the best meme for April Fools. <laughs> you know, so, I was I was in the hospital last year on April Fool's oh, Day, which was almost which was also Easter, and I was so mad because there were so many tricks I was I was ready to pull with the Easter eggs. Yep. Ugh. Yep. So we're here. It seems like uh, let's see, last February, last July, and now. So every. Right on five. schedule. Yeah, exactly. Every five or so months we do one of these episodes. I know we only have a few left anyway. We're dragging our feet. And it's not even that we're dragging our feet because of, okay, sure, life comes before podcasting, all of that. Like you said, you were in the hospital. I've had a ton of stuff happen in the last two years, yada, yada, yada. But it's not even that. We're done with the cartoon reviews. Like, we, we're we only dragging our feet because of life and whatever's going on with us personally. It has nothing to do with anything we're going to talk about here because we've already suffered through all this shit. I mean, unless we want to continue the show and review Sonic Boom or nope. Mega Man or something. I don't know. Well, there is a Mega Man anime. No, never mind. Yeah, no, never mind. I mean, there's a, there's a Castlevania Netflix series, but yeah, no. <laughs> I fully <laughs> believe that once you set a, a set schedule for a show, however however many episodes it ends up being, I usually set 100 episodes just in case. Mm. Once you reach that mark, the show needs to end. <laughs> Beginning, middle, and ending. That's how things work, or at least that's how they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So we are here, and we're going to be talking about some animation in the pixels. we should just go ahead and start with Disney. There's, oh my god, Disney and video games goes back years. It goes back all the way to the, I believe it goes all the way back to the Atari 2600, although I think there were, I can't remember any offhand. I think there were a couple that were, like, canceled, like, uh, uh, there were, I think there was, like, a Snow White game and a Dumbo game, and, uh, anyway, uh, just, just moving on to the NES. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know uh, well, actually, on, on that, on the broader topic, you know, we could spend 
all day talking about Disney games. I think I'm just going to stick to the ones that are actually based on shows. Because, yeah. you know, if we get into, like, Kingdom Farts and, uh, you know... Hey, leave Kingdom uh, Farts alone. Uh, Castle of Illusion or, you know, any of those, like, epic Mickey. Like, we'll be here all I, goddamn day. I mean, I got a, I got a soundtrack um, um, review copy thing for Epic Mickey, but I had never played the game. I mean, I wrote the review as best I could at the time, way back when, when Epic Mickey first came out. Yeah. I could talk briefly about the first two Kingdom Hearts games... Just saying that, hey, I think this is kind of cool. I've never, and I know this is blasphemy, but we all have different video game journeys. I've never been into role-playing games, and I've never, I'm not a Final Fantasy fan. I do not dislike it. I respect it for what it is. However, I'm just not, I, that, that was not my game. That is not a jumping-in point for RPGs, in my opinion. <laughs> no, obviously not. But, I mean, you know, a jumping-on point might be Super Mario RPG or something. I don't know, but I'm saying, like... It wasn't my thing. So yeah. when I first heard of Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, ooh, it's Final Fantasy characters with Disney characters. I kind of like this, and I spent God knows how many hours on those first two games. Some of my favorites are actually like the uh, the old Capcom games that are on the NES, you know, the oh, yeah. uh, the DuckTales games and uh, Rescue Rangers, and uh, there was even like a uh, uh, Little Mermaid game. and uh, There was... And I, uh, there was a... Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Darkwing Duck name. And they're all like, I think they're all based on like the Mega Man engine. So they all kind of play like Mega Man. Yeah. Except, you know, without the power, uh, swapping or anything like that. Yeah. Darkwing Duck, I went nuts over that because it was, I, I believe I have this right. And this is just from memory. This goes back to actually when we talked about Nintendo Power. It was volume whatever, issue 36. I like I carried that one magazine, the magazine with Darkwing Duck on the cover of it. I carried it around school for about 2 months after, you know, after the magazine came out. I'm like, "Look, Darkwing Duck has his own video game. He has a cartoon series. He has a video game. He has a cartoon series." I'm like, "Oh my god, I love this." And I played the game maybe twice, and I I like the idea of Darkwing Duck having a video game on the NES, but that game, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the greatest either. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, I remember it being kind of, uh, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Mega Man on hard, except it was a little bit more difficult than what Mega Man on hard would be. Yeah, it's like Mega Man punches you in the face. Yeah. It's, it's like. It literally is like Mega Man 5 with like different stages. I think they literally just swapped out the graphics and the stages. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, but those are all great. Capcom, like, were like the, other than Konami, I think Capcom was, uh, and not, not too many. I, I, now I'm going to like contradict myself. They were all great. <laughs> all, tons of great developers on the NES, but, uh, yeah, Capcom were like masters of the NES and, uh, you know, it's like even when the Super Nintendo came out, they were still like dogging it with the with the with the old NES, and that's why a lot of those later uh, Disney games like Rescue Rangers Two and Ducktales Two are really rare. You can't find those. You know, so you might as well just <clears throat> pirate them. Oh, actually, they're on Steam. Never mind. Don't don't, <laughs> don't break the law. But uh, yeah, they're all really nice. The the Tailspin game is it's like a it's like a side-scrolling shooter. So it's like Darius, but like not fun. What they should have, and I know they wouldn't have done this, what they could probably do today, take something like, um, put, uh, what, what was that? Um, is it not Wing Commander? It's, it's like Wings 2 Aces High or something. It was that one 
air, World War II airplane game that came out on, on, the, on the Super Nintendo because I had it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? It was like Aces High something or other. I forget what it is off the top of my head. But basically take that type of game with today's graphics and put Tailspin to that or something. Um, the best Disney games, the two best Disney games I absolutely love playing uh I believe both of them were on two different systems. I know one specifically was. I'm not sure if the other one was. Aladdin, both on the Genesis and on the Super. Yeah. And then Lion King. I'm not sure if Lion King was on both. I assume it was. Yes. Lion King was the same game on both. Aladdin, two different games depending on what system you play. Yeah. Because one yeah, was, was Virgin Interactive, the other one was Capcom. Yeah. And uh, differing opinions on which one is the superior. Like, there, there'll be debates well after we're dead about which one's better, and there's good arguments for both. Uh, I remember playing the Genesis one a lot because my cousins had the uh, the Sega Genesis at the time. Yeah. Um, other cartoons that became video games, um, pretty much every, any Disney animated movie that has come out in the the last 40 years has had a game on any system. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, I believe, had several games on, yes, on, on the Genesis alone. It's like, what the hell's going on here? I'd rather play Golden Axe. Oh, God. <laughs> you are a glutton for punishment. What? I liked Golden Axe and Golden Axe 2. Mm, that series got steadily more broken as it went, out, went along. Well, sure. I stopped it, too. But... Um, like, I know, like I said, I know that, um, obviously you said Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, I think Pocahontas got a game. I don't remember if it did. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, Toy Story got a game. There was something about the graphics in Toy Story that they had to pull some sort of like major trickery on the on the genesis you, you could find it online people explain it i can't explain it here but it was like we got more colors than are actually possible on the on the genesis like <laughs> well pen a rose on your nose that's that's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> and then you know you know like we said disney eventually came out with obviously kingdom hearts and they did this thing a while ago a couple of years at this point uh disney infinity where it's their own version of, like, separated from the Final Fantasy characters, but it's their own role-playing version of their characters kind of thing, and you can buy buy these Amiibos or whatever the hell yeah, they were. Yeah, basically kinda. like Skylander Amiibo-type crap. Yeah, yeah. I tried playing it on my phone. It was kind of cool. I wasn't obviously going to go out and buy the little, the little things or whatever, because obviously it's a kid's game, but it was it was all right. It was very... Very Disney, and it was very cool. It reminded me of the old Aladdin, Lion King kind of games from the nineties. Yeah, um, I, I just see that, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying toys from video games. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, it, it's no, there's just no way. That's just silly. And again, we understand that it's marketed towards kids. It's not marketed towards us. But damn it, we're gamers too. We want to play things. Indeed. Oh boy. Um hmm what else? Um well, uh trying to think uh there was anything on the 
PlayStation or Saturn. See, I my cutoff on game consoles is like <laughs> somewhere somewhere around 2005 or so. It's just like I'm not buying it. Yeah, my cutoff was PS2. Yeah. I, I, I've played games here and there on the PlayStation 3, but I've not played anything. Simply because of my cerebral palsy and I can only basically play video games one-handed, I've shown this off multiple times, um, I loathe Microsoft and their Xbox controllers because it's too damn big. Even for my left hand, which my left hand is huge, it's just like I need Andre the Giant's hand to play that that one hand. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just god-awful. That first Xbox controller for the first Xbox is just bleh. Um, so yeah, I have not played any consoles. I've done all PC stuff or obviously mobile phone stuff for the last two years kind of thing and PC for the last, God knows, 15, 16 years. Um, I just, the, the NES, the SNES, lesser extent, the Genesis and the place, the original PlayStation one and two controllers are my favorite controllers because they're the easiest ones for me to do Mm -hmm. for, for me to use and the rest of them be damned. Andre like using the <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> the Duke <the new> controller <laughs> the giant controller yeah. Well, I was going to say, maybe we should, I, I, we probably don't want to go too exhaustive into Disney. There's just like tons of Disney games and I, I know oh, I'm yeah. blanking out on a ton of them, but, uh, maybe we should like, like shift over to like the Konami selection. And cool. The reason why I'm bringing up Konami in particular is because they did a ton of license. They, of course, did the Turtles. They did, uh, the Simpsons arcade game. They did a, they did a, uh, both an NES version and a arcade version of, uh, of Bucky O'Hare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just all of those. They were all like, like really cool arcade fighters and, uh, you know, the, like the old side scrolling, uh, uh, brawler games. I don't, I don't like calling them beat em up, but <laughs> back Button then we mashers. Yeah, well, they, they, were, they were called like belt scrollers or something back then. Yeah. And like some person came up with a different name. The same person came up and shoot em up. I'm like, eh. but anyway, yeah, uh, those were all really cool. Konami was another, Another, uh, basically, they were basically like the yin and yang to Capcom. They were, they were just like really good at, uh, whereas Capcom was really, really good at like, uh, at just your basic side scroller games like Mega Man and so on. Konami was much more in, into like the, the brawler type games, you know, like, uh, you know, like I said, the, the Ninja Turtles games. There were a ton of those Ninja Turtle, uh, uh, arcade fighters. Now, the first <laughs> Turtles game on the NES was, uh, not so good. I don't like that game. It was very weird. It it had a topographical map that you could walk around and you could fall down a sewer and instead of 2D it went to 3D. Or well, you know what I mean, like it's yeah. it's the topographical like Legend of Zelda type stuff and then when you went down a sewer hole or you went in a building or whatever, it was an actual side scrolling 2D thing. Yeah. Um I liked that game. It was cool at the time because the cartoon was on at the time, obviously. 
But going back every now and then and trying to play that game, that game is difficult. There was some really suspicious respawning in that game. Like, <laughs> yes. you would you would bump off an enemy and it would immediately be back. And you've ever seen the the uh, the the angry video game nerd episode where like uh, there, there's like a bonus pizza that you cannot possibly get because you'll get killed immediately. Yeah, he lost his mind with that, didn't there, he? There's a jump that's nearly impossible yet you have to make it to continue with the mm-hmm. game. Like, finding the Technodrome is, like, a, a random event. It's like a random number gener- generator bullshit type thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> that, that game is just... It's it's infuriating. It's infuriating in a way a lot of, like, old Japanese uh, NES games are. The reason why a lot of them didn't come out here. Yes. Uh, I actually started out on Turtles before the NES game. Might have been, like, right before or right after it. But uh, I started it on Turtles with handhelds. Ah, yes. There was a Turtles 2 hand, Turtles 1 or Turtles 2 handheld that was like, oh my god, it was this giant green thing. I think it was a Tiger Electronics, I could be wrong, but it was bigger than the normal Tiger Electronics ones like Paperboy and things like that. Uh, that was so very cool. Uh, my favorite Turtles game to this day, it's the game that I will defend until my dying breath, is Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Both the okay. arcade arcade version and the SNES version. I was really sweating there because I thought you were going to say, like, back from the sewers or something. No, no, no. (laughs) No. Come on now. (laughs) That game. Okay, I got to rant about that game. Like, whenever whenever anybody reviews the the Game Boy Ninja Turtles games, Mm -hmm. they always knock the first one and they go, oh, the second one's so much better. (laughs) The second one is shit. The second one, they, they walk around like they have a telephone pole up their ass. They're like, they're, they control really stiffly. They, and it's just, it's awful. I hate that game. The, the first Ninja Turtles game on Game Boy, it's really easy. And I beat it on my first try, like on the way home from, from like Montgomery Wards or whatever, wherever we got it. Wow. Like we were pulling in the driveway and I finished it. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm going to play it again. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy, but it's fun. Yeah, it, the the Turtles games always were fun, but as we've already said, some of them were difficult. I tried the um this was it, oh god, I don't I'd have to look at a list of Turtles games. It was like um it was their version of Smash Brothers. It was Turtle Fighters or Tournament Fight. It was not an old game. It was like PS2, PS it was well, I guess technically PS2 would be an old game now, but it wasn't like the classic old games. Um, but it was like, what the hell was that called? Cause it was kind of based on the 2003 title. Yeah. As far as the logo goes, I'll have to find, it. I think it was, Oh no, it was uh TMNT smash up. That's what it was. That's ah. uh, well, smash the smash brothers. Hello. <laughs> but it was basically your like street fighter or Mortal Kombat. Obviously not as bloody as Mortal Kombat, you know, or like I said, super Mario, uh, uh brawl smash brothers kind of thing it was really cool it was a cool it was a first turtles first quote-unquote new turtles game i played since turtles in time right um very very cool uh yeah turtles oh boy there's a there's a ton of turtles games uh there's tournament fighters that was like Mm -hmm. three, three different games depending on what system you got it on Yep. The Super Nintendo one had had a the only reason I remember the Super Nintendo one specifically is because it had a uh, a mystery character that a lot of people didn't didn't know where the hell she came from for years and like recently they discovered a, a uh, 
like a uh, like a beta version of the game, and it was it actually turned out that it was supposed to be like the female character from the third Ninja Turtles movie. And when that tanked, they were like, "Oh no, 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 no!" So they've made a new character and called her Asuka. It's like we're we're not going to reference that movie. Uh, that that movie will be stru- stricken from the record. Boy, I'm not even. I, it'd be like me starting a Nickelback argument on here. I I don't I don't hate Turtles Three. I enjoy it for what it is, but it's not as good as the first two films. It's nowhere near as good as the first one. I think there is an argument to be made that maybe it's aged better than the second one, Bill. Well, I mean, the second one has Kevin Nash, though, as Super Shredder. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Super Shredder. <laughs> <sighs> secret of the use. Something should stay secret. Hey, that had that had Sark in it. Le- le- leave Professor Jordan Perry alone. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Oh boy. Um yeah, there were so many of these like uh Follow the Foot Clan from 90. That's a good one. That's what I was talking about. Yep. Uh we talked about Turtles in Time, uh Back from the Sewers and the the Manhattan Project was decent. Yeah, that was like Sorry. that was like the one they stuck between the two arcade games and they're like, "Hey, it's a new one." Hmm. And it it's good. Although they they took away the ability to do the uh, the special move infinitely. They they made it so that it hurts you if you do it. I'm like, oh, I hate when you do that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there was a handheld TMNT basketball game released in 91? No. Oh, my God. I did not know that either. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, the Hyperstone Heist on Genesis was good. That one was like a... It was like a compilation of, like, the other Turtles games. It was like... It had, like, the surfing level from Manhattan Project. It had a bunch of levels from the original arcade game from Turtles in Time. It has, you know, it has the plot from, from Manhattan Project, and it has, like, levels from Turtles in Time and from the original arcade game. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a very weird sort of uh, hodgepodge of a game. But it was their way of getting around, like, maybe one of the contractual arrangements they had with Nintendo where they couldn't put Turtles in Time on the Genesis. Yeah, they have several titles in here that's uh, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Which is, you know... UK U- UK, because we're afraid mm-hmm. of ninjas over there for some reason. Yeah. But you could say the C word all you want for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sma- oh, my God. Smash Up was not 2012. It was two- It's 10 years old this year. It's 2009. Oh, my God. I'm so old. Um, Turtles in Time reshelled. That was a, obviously a redone for Turtles in Time. Arcade Attack was done in 2009. What's recent stuff here? Let's see. They showed up in Injustice? Really? Injustice 2, I should say. Oh, I didn't huh. know that. I know. Apparently, uh, it's listed on here. Uh, I remember Mutants in Manhattan. That was the, um... One, but it was developed by Platinum Games and it was published by Activision. But I could have sworn that was the that was the one based on the IDW stuff. I could be wrong though. And apparently, last year they had Nickelodeon. They were in Nickelodeon Kart Racers. I mean, Nickelodeon does own the Turtles now, yep. which is a good thing for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Except if you have Dish TV, <laughs> <laughs> or is it Direct TV? I don't know. It's one of those things. Yeah. I think it's it's, it's AT and T and DirecTV is okay. The, yeah, just left everyone out in the cold. Yep, yep. 
Um, yeah, Turtles games, there's so many of them. There's, like, like I said, that original Turtles game and then Turtles 4. Oh, I could play Turtles. Like, that's one miss, I think, that Nintendo, and I'm sure they would have had to get the license from whoever has, obviously Nickelodeon, but, like, for the to put the game on there, I don't remember the original game company that did it, but to get Turtles 4 on the SNES Classic, that should have been a no-brainer. Yeah, but it's probably like it's more than just Nickelodeon because that that old show was produced by uh, what was that studio called? Murakami Swanson Wolf, and uh, yeah. it became Wolf Pictures. So they own a piece of it. They, whoever wrote the music, they own a piece of it, and it's just like, oh Jesus Christ! I think I think the last time it showed up on like Xbox Arcade, they had to redub all the voices because like the voices are all the voices have their own deal as well. And it's like, yeah. oh God damn it! And plus now, obviously, for yeah. a number of years, James Avery is no longer with us. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, other other games that are in the uh, the same vein as Turtles uh, would also be uh, the X Men. Uh, well, X Men has both both uh, Capcom and Konami, but I'm thinking of like the, the the first arcade game that they had, the one that was supposed to be based on uh, on uh, Pride of the X Men. I forget, I forget what the what the Konami one was called, but it's the one where you run into Magneto and he's he's like, "Welcome to die." It's like some <laughs> of the worst English of all time. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, I think the only X Men game outside of like Mutant Academy on that that was actually the first thing I tried to play on Xbox was I think X Men Mutant Academy, but I yeah. Um, the only thing I ever played for X Men was Spider Man and the X Men. Oh, I love that game. Oh, it's just called X Men the Arcade Game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the one that's actually based on a cartoon that never got fully uh, fleshed out. They made a pilot and uh, it kind of went back to the drawing board, and eventually morphed into uh, Fox's X Men, mm-hmm. which uh, was which uh, I I don't know if there there had to be games based on the Fox X Men series, but I don't remember any. I think there were just general licenses. Oh oh, you know, actually no, I'm wrong because. Uh, uh, the X-Men Children of the Atom uh, arcade fighter was based on the Fox X-Men series because it had the voices from the cartoon in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that one, which eventually uh, turned into uh, the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Man, I love the Marvel vs. Capcom series. That is so cool. That that game is ridiculous, and I love it at the same time. It's just, like, just completely brain-dead fighting. It's not nearly as tactical as, like, normal Street Fighter at all. It's just, like, tons of overpowered moves, ridiculous combos, and and uh, just all sorts of shenanigans. I'm looking at the list of X-Men video games in, in 95. X-Men 2, Game Master's Legacy on the, jet, on the Game Gear. I'm like, when did Captain N jump to Sega? Uh, <laughs> well, somebody did Captain S. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, God, 96, X-Men 3, Mojo World. No, we do not need Mojo Vision in a video game. Thank you. (laughs) I love, I absolutely love X-Men, the animated series from 1992. But Mojo Vision, oh, that is one episode that is no. It's all kinds of no. (laughs) Let's see, what else is there? Because I, I mainly want to stick to stuff that's based off of the, the actual cartoons. If, if we're going yeah. like off of the comics, that's totally different. But yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I mentioned uh, the Bucky O'Hare games. The Bucky O'Hare game on the on well, the one in the arcade is basically just another clone of the Ninja Turtles arcade games. Basically, the Ninja Turtles type fight or uh, brawler game that's with Bucky O'Hare characters. But the NES one is that game is one of the hardest NES games. It's not as hard as Battletoads. But it is, it is balls hard because it, it it's one of those games that just you need you need to rescue all all the teammates and then they each have their own uh, skill set and you need each of them to get through certain stages and I think there's like I think there's one stage where you're literally screwed unless you have like rescued one of your teammates and if you if you pick the stage before you've done that then you basically can't continue and the game just like punches you in the face constantly. It's been a long time since I played it, but I do remember that being a thing. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's also one of those that is extremely rare. It's like one of the very, it's it's one of those like tail end of the NES life cycle games, you know, up there with like little little Samson and uh, you know the the latter Disney Capcom games. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. Like I, I would like to think Spider Man and the X Men is the best. Um, like animated series kind of crossover video game they had, mm-hmm. but I don't remember there being any. I don't even remember anybody because you know how everyone nowadays likes to go back and you know make things in the style of the other things with the today's graphics and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember there being any modern X Men games that mimic stories from the animated series. I don't think there are. No, mm-hmm. I think they've basically. I think they basically just left the 90s behind, just pretend it doesn't exist. Because they're like, oh, all that blue spandex. Because oh. <laughs> I, I noticed that uh, that that sort of, that costume that uh, Cyclops had back then is yet to make a return. Yeah. That, that loud number that he had, the yellow and blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they've gone back to just the, the more earthy-toned uh, Wolverine. Yep. Yeah, it's. I mean, those designs were based on the comics, though, at the time. Not yeah. not the comics of the time, but the comics that you know, the Claremont comics and things like that and yeah. whatever. So, I mean, it's not like it was. I would be more pissed if I had been a, a Chris Claremont reader and seen something completely different than blue and yellow spandex. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. Oh, I mean, Hugh Jackman can make the joke all he wants, but or uh, uh, Jason, uh, damn it, Jason James Marsden, I think, was Cyclops in the original film. I can't remember anymore. Have they gotten those types of jokes out of their system yet? They don't do that anymore, do they? I couldn't tell you. Uh, The last X Men movie I watched was Wolverine. One of the Wolverine. I I have not seen. trying to think i watched the first wolverine i watched first class and i 
watch Days of Future Past, but I have not seen the more recent, like in the last two or three or four years ones, I could not tell you. Well, I'm just thinking, I, I'm just thinking in general, because I, I remember like that one episode of, uh, of Justice League where they're like, so what are we going to be? A bunch of super friends? It's like, ah, oh, hate those jokes. <laughs> but again, that's, oh, I mean, yeah, okay, those jokes are corny, but that's again, homaging where they came from. That's, yeah. you know, I mean, and, you know, I mean, Justice League, it's, it's nearing its 20th anniversary. We're two years away from that now. Oh, God. Justice League came out in 2001. God. Oh, um, yeah, no. Still to my, still to this day, I don't care what you or anybody else says. Oh, my stars and garters said by Kelsey fucking Grammer is the best line in X-Men 3, The Last Stand. It's probably the best part of that movie. Okay. Because that's referencing, obviously, what George Buza used to say as Beast in the animated series. One line. Come on, man. Give me one line. I'm not saying the movie's good at all. It's bad. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Uh, they did make... I think they did make a game of that movie, or they did something for that movie, because I saw the, the X3 logo somewhere on a video game. God. Um... There was, other, a, there was a Batman game on the on the Sega CD that was basically an original episode of the uh, of the animated series. It it featured a, a storyline that was never on the show, but it's the animation from the show, and it's really right. kind of cool. And also, and not not the best Batman game, but it's cool that that animation is out there. Yeah, and uh, I hope that there is a better version of that, like in storage at Warner Brothers somewhere, because. Uh, you know, Sega CD compression is not uh, not that great, <laughs> but it, it, that's an interesting artifact. If you ever want to want to see new animation from an old era from that show, uh, go check that out on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah, there was lots of Batman games. I mean, obviously, Batman is a comic character. He didn't start in animation; he started in comics. Obviously, yeah. but it's one of those things where it's Batman. It doesn't matter. It's a video game. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the the uh, Sunsoft one from uh, which was based on the movie. Yeah, yeah, sort of, sort of. Yeah, um, there. I think going along the lines of you're talking about the animation, there was one a couple of years ago. Was it Vengeance? Um, yeah, I think it was. Uh, Batman. Oh, there was a Game Boy version of Batman the Animated Series. Hmm. And there was a Game Gear version of Batman and Robin from the animated series. There was a Sega Genesis. I want to say it's uh, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, which is one of those crazy Sega Genesis games where they're just pushing it to the limits. And it's like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I didn't know the Genesis could do this. And it's like, that game is crazy. I, I think it's The Adventures of Batman and Robin. I'm not sure. It is. But yeah. it, is it is based on the animated series, and it's, like, really insanely good. I think it might it might be a treasure game, but I'm not sure. Treasure is uh, a studio that was like really known for just crapping out amazing games on the Genesis, like in ways that nobody else could. Yep. Um, there was Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker, so that's based on the the animated film. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, Batman Vengeance was in 2001, um, and it was. I don't think the story was, but I know the animation was based off of the uh, the actual animated series. Yep. 
supposedly it takes place after the conclusion of the animated series, but before the start of the new Batman adventure. So it's that in between point of the DC animated universe. Yeah, it was weird. Like some of the, some of these games like actually count as canon, like the arcade version of, uh, of, uh, Oh god damn it! I just I just uh, the uh, Bucky O'Hare. I, I completely lost the, the name for a second there. <laughs> Bucky O'Hare, the arcade game, is in canon with the TV show. It's like it's like oh we can't do a final episode. Let's do an arcade game. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a weird decision, but whatever. I mean, Batman is just a character that really does lend himself to games, no matter who's doing it, no matter yeah. what design they use it for. Um, they've done, like I mentioned earlier with, with Turtles, Injustice, I, the whole Injustice game line, Injustice 1, Injustice 2, and the comic line to go with it. Um, all of those games have been amazing. Obviously, Batman, Arkham, uh, I know it's uh, Arkham Asylum City and Origins, uh, Arkham, uh, Asylum and Arkham City were amazing games. They were obviously based on original stories done by Paul Dini, who was on the animated series, so it has some connection there. But and they actually got the voices right. Oh yeah, Kevin Conroy, um, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill for Batman and Joker. Tara Strong took over as Harley. Tara's been doing Harley for a while now because I believe Arlene Sorkin retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she's been retired for years at this point. I think she had just retired. When we got to interview Tara um, back in 2009-2010, so it's been a number of years. I mean, I haven't seen Arlene Sorkin do anything lately at all. So, but I mean, Harley, you know, Tara's got the Harley thing now. And it's just, it's so interesting to see how certain things get adapted, whether it's animation, whether it's games, whether it's whatever, especially in comics. Yeah. Like that, that Batman Beyond Return of the Joker game probably isn't the best game. I don't think I've ever actually played it. I've seen it, but I don't think I've ever, ever actually played it. But again, the fact that they wanted to put the money into making a video game from a film that has two versions of itself as it is, because obviously the uncut version and then the, the made-for-TV version. Right. It's just, there's so many different things, you know, both ways. Pixels in the animation, animation in the pixels. There's there's just so much cool stuff. ideas work better than others like for example like superheroes lend themselves very well to video games Mm -hmm. uh simpsons not so much (laughs) the simpsons arcade game is really good but it's also kind of uh it's kind of this weird idea that you know if you looked at it today it's like that's rather that's rather bizarre my favorite simpsons game to this day will always be road rage Okay. <laughs> Simpsons Road Rage is basically the crazy taxi engine with 
the Simpsons characters. Yeah, I, I think they got sued for that, right? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I remember as a you know as a kid, obviously playing. I think it's Bart and Lisa at Camp Deadly. Um, there was a Bartman game, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, I mean, the Simpsons games have just been all over the place. Most of the Simpsons games from our childhood were LJN and Acclaim. Yes. Because Acclaim somehow got the license and never let go, and that's why the Simpsons arcade game never got a home port. And it really makes me sad. <laughs> Your favorite video game company. Yeah, who also made the Who Framed Roger Rabbit video game that is atrocious and uh, has a porn number in it because they, there was there's a hint in the game where you have to actually call a phone number with your real phone, and nowadays that 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 number is literally a porn line. Oh, that reminds me of the old uh, He-Man and She-Ra story nine hundred numbers. Oh my uh, god, what a scam those were! <laughs> oh yeah, because it wasn't even obviously it could not have been like I honestly don't even know why those are like, and then they switched it. They kind of like your your favorite thing, your your Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Batman thing. Call. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the Warner Brothers catalog. They can't watch the movie unless they have a catalog. Call 1-900, and then they ch- obviously changed it to 1-800. Well, it was <sighs> 800, and then they switched it to 900. Really? I thought it was the other way. No, because the 800 was free. 900 was a toll call. Uh-huh. So that's why they switched it later. They had to uh, – that's the one where they had to switch out uh, Mel Blank for uh, – what was it? Joe Alasky? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. That, that – that commercial, the first time I saw it on the Batman VHS, yep. I could hear that the voice was switching, but I'm like, wait, is that is that Mel Blanc or not? Because <laughs> it's close, but you could tell that it's switching. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. It's like, this this cartoon has a, has an identity crisis. Yes. Yes, it does. I, I love stuff like that, though. I miss stuff like that. Yeah. Where they do that before movies. But, uh... I... I don't know if you have anything else, but I think that's about it. I've got a couple more. I, okay. I guess I could. Ahead. I guess I could mention. Well, I don't. I don't want to get into Dragon Ball Z because that, um, I don't. I don't play a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. In fact, I. I don't own any actually. I, I'll, so I'll say just, this right now. I'm just going to say I'm they not. exist. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say this right now. I. I am. Don't have any disrespect for the for the the shows and the franchise and all that. I am. If somebody starts talking DBZ to me. I'm like ready to nod off. I I have no idea what anybody's talking about. The only thing I know is over 9,000. That's it. Oh, like, uh, I was going to do the going to do that joke. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Yeah, no. Dragon Ball, no. And yeah. and I, I I have to bring this up cuz you brought it up. So don't, you know, I don't want to get into a whole other discussion about this, but we can on another day and another show. <sighs> All of these people, like, you want to talk about crazy Dragon Ball fans? All of these people going nuts over every single single Dragon Ball Z Funko Pop that is put out. Oh, oh. my God. It's nuts. It, you know, you, you've said this several times on, on social media. Funko Pop or the, you know, 21st century Beanie Babies or whatever. Mm-hmm. That fandom... Under Funko Pop is that the Dragon Ball Z <laughs> fandom is because I swear to God, like I swear I've seen so many arguments and so many this and so many that and so many whatever. Oh, I need this version version of Majin Vaja or whatever the hell the name is. I don't even know. I don't even know whatever. Like I need this. I need that. I'm like, how many? Like 
I want when it comes to the, that toy line, that that company. I want one version of the character. I have one version of He Man. It's Battle Armor He Man. It's the only one I need. I don't need anything else. Like uh, whatever. Anyway, but it's just uh, you know what? I'll be I'll be surprised. I I shouldn't be surprised, and I should look this up. I'll be surprised if Funko eventually breaks into video games. They've already broken into comics, and they've already broken into cereal. I think there is a Funko Pop video game. It's like, <laughs> it's like a crossover with another franchise. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to try to look that up really covertly here. And, and while you're doing that, I'll say that there is also Funko Pop animation. I, I've seen several different, uh, very, very high quality, very well done, animated like Marvel and 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 things like that. So that's that's you know. It is what it is, but um, yeah, I mean, we're at the home stretch here, folks. We're yeah. we're almost done. Yeah, I I want to. Well, I got two two brief <laughs> anecdotes. One is the uh, the Sailor Moon RPG, which was a Super Famicom game, which we know as the Super Nintendo, and it mm-hmm. was the first. I think it's the first fan translated game I ever played, just because I I got my uh, my GameCube set up to play uh, old video games kind of cracked it and and I said, "Hey, I'll start with the Sailor Moon RPG for for whatever reason." And uh that that game is simultaneously hard and very easy because it's an RPG, so you know, you level up as you go along and you level up so ridiculously high that the game will go from like from kicking you in the balls to just laying down for you. It's like, okay, that's, this game is really unbalanced. And then there, at the very end, end boss, I discovered that what I could do is one character has like a, has like a stun move. And then another character, I, I figured out like some sort of like loop I could do with the characters so that like the end boss never touches me. And I, I just, I sat there for like 20 minutes, like cheaping this boss, boss to death, and it never touched me, and I won the game, and I'm like, well, that was stupid. And the, the other anecdote I have is, uh, well, it's about the Sega Saturn, and, uh, I'm gonna have to do my own podcast about the Sega Saturn, the, the sad death of that console. Cause this game is like, this system, you'll understand why I'm talking about the Saturn in a moment here, but this system is so ridiculously oversized, and if you open it up, it's just like, Tons and tons of chips. It's the most over, overdeveloped system of all time. And it's not, and it's like half as powerful as the, as the PlayStation. And it was my system of choice and I chose poorly, but I love the Saturn anyway. And the very last Saturn game that came out was a game called Magic Knight Ray Earth, which is based on an old anime and manga series. It's like, it's kind of like Sailor Moon, but it's, but it's like made by the people who made Card Captor Sakura. And it's an interesting game. It's, it plays I don't want to say it plays like Zelda, but it kind of plays like, uh, like Secret of Mana and maybe like Crusader Ascenti. It's kind of like, kind of a, kind of like a mishmash of those games. It was made in-house at Sega and it was just like, it was, it was released in America by Working Designs. Working Designs is very famous and it was famously the last North American Saturn game. And I remember just finishing that, taking my time with the game and then finishing it and just being like genuinely sad that that was the last one. And I'm like, Oh, I just saw the death of the console. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like normally what happens is like one system will get phased out as the next one's coming along. The Dreamcast wasn't even announced yet, and it's just like seeing what happened to Sega with in the Saturn era and just seeing them completely fall from grace and never really recover. Like the sure the Dreamcast came out, but like the Dreamcast didn't save them. They they still lost money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that game has uh has a special place in my heart just for being the end of an era. So that was that was the only reason I had for bringing it up. 
Yeah, it's um, it's you know you say you chose poorly with uh, the Saturn. That's like me with the Master System. I should have yeah. went with the NES. Damn it. Well, the the Saturn did have like Street Fighter games, and it had it had a ton of like really cool first party Sega games. It had it didn't really have a Sonic game per se, but it had Sonic Jam, which was like a compilation of all the Genesis games, and that was really cool. But it was never really quite what the PlayStation was. It, in some ways, it was better than the PlayStation, but some ways it wasn't. But uh, that that I'll have to get to at a later date when I do an actual podcast about the uh, about the poor poor Saturn beast that it is. It's kind of like a combination. If you could like throw a Super Nintendo and a Sega CD and a and like a a Neo Geo into a pot, stir it around, you'll come out with a Saturn, and it'll still probably have, like, twice as many chips in it as those three systems combined. You know, they discovered that it was, like, way weaker than the PlayStation, so they're like, oh, we gotta add more chips to this thing. Like, dual processor, like, tons of just unnecessary things inside just to make it, like, sort of compete, and it's just, it, that, that thing was a disaster. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah. Alright. I think that's going to do it for us. You got anything you want to pimp out or promote? What's going on with uh, Desean and Parker over there? She is uh Desean is still in in arrested development. She's in she's in purgatory until I uh, finish up the next chapter. Uh just just think of it as a timeout. She will be back at some point. Uh the Raving Hipster podcast, I have been doing a lot of commentaries lately. I need to get my first video game episode out, which will be about the Game Boy and I have a a lot of uh, people who, who had memories about the Game Boy. And uh, April, in fact, is the, uh, I believe it's the 30th anniversary of the Game Boy. Um, God, that thing is that old. Yeah, and 89. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be talking about uh, original Game Boy and a little bit of Game Boy Color, and I'll save the Game Boy Advance for another day because that's kind of its own thing. Very and I'll cool. be doing I'll be doing other video game shows in the future as well. I got, like I said, the Saturn episode. I got, like, PC games I want to do. It's just going to be, like, a different a different podcast that I'll be doing along with the commentaries. And I'll have a commentary uh, on April 1st as well, a brand new movie commentary. We'll, I'll be doing, uh, well, it'll be me and a bunch of people will be doing uh, a silent movie. Um, okay, then. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. So silence with silence. Yay. Shh, Nothing but- don't give away the joke. <laughs> <laughs> So coming up on this show, um, I don't know what the hell we're going to do because we have, well, I know what we're doing next time. Uh, the time after that, I don't know. And then I just changed stuff around. So obviously next time uh, we'll be doing Ralph Breaks the Internet, which is Wreck-It Ralph 2, for those of you that don't know. I think so, the EU beat him to it. <laughs> fucking Europeans. Yeah. <laughs> that just... Article 13 needs to die in a fire. What were you thinking? Oh, my God. And then after that, I have combined what was going to be episode 98 and 99 into one big episode because there's not a lot to talk about with it, but we can. So instead of having two episodes on merchandise, we're going to have one big episode on merchandise, Mega Man, Sonic, Street Fighter, and a little bit of Mortal Kombat. Mm Mm-hmm. Episode 99, you just gave me an idea, even though it's technically not animation, it's still video games, console deaths. So if you want to talk about any kind of console death, we can. Okay. If, if we want to bring on other people, we can. It doesn't doesn't really matter. I don't care. 
And then June 21st this year, seven years after we started. It's taken us seven years, folks. <sighs> Episode 100, which I have no idea what the hell we're going to do. We're just going to end up bullshitting about the last seven years of what we've done and what we've watched through for you people. Bring the podcast out behind the back of the shed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. It's, yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it's... <laughs> <sighs> it's gonna be like Emily in Beverly Hills 90210 when she wanted to set the senior float on fire and just sitting there with the <laughs> lighter, just flicking the lighter like uh, fire, fire, fire. God, I can't believe I just abused the impression. It'd be like that Wait. meme of the little girl where the, the house is on fire and the little girl's just like smiling into the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't Beavis and Butthead get a video game for Do America or something or other? Uh, I don't remember if the movie ever got one, but the TV show sure did. Yep. TV show got several. It got like a, got a PC adventure game, which is pretty, uh, highly acclaimed. And then there was like the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis game, which was like. <laughs> <laughs> did Celebrity Deathmatch ever get a game? Yes, and it was horrible. Oh, it should have been so good, though. I love that show. I They had to get, like, celebrity licenses, and whoever they got was not sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they got, like, Mr. T, maybe. I pity the fool. Oh, my God. I pity the fool who don't eat my cereal. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Um. So, apparently... uh. Mark Hamill is going to voice Chucky in Child's Play remake? Okay, then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he has the voice for it. I mean, it'll probably just be the Joker. or I, Yeah, I was like, gee, I wonder what voice he will do. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Where can the people find you online, sir? Decian.com, superhero wackiness, uh, still in uh, hibernation. Also, ravinghipster.com, where I genuinely have... Uh, uh, new podcasts being produced behind a $2 paywall. <laughs> I produce like three or four a month and it's, uh, it's just a movie podcast, but there will be like game stuff and uh, I will have free content at some point. Actually, I, ha- I did all three of the original Star Wars films for free on the Patreon. You just gotta like scroll down a little. You'll find them and you could watch, uh, the old Star Wars movies from the eighties, seventies and eighties and, uh, listen to me, uh, praise them and bash the prequel and, uh, it's fun. I was going to say, what we really want is a raving hipster commentary on Attack of the Clones. Oh, I did one, and that's behind the paywall. And you hear me for two and a half hours just seething with rage. Oh, I hate that movie. Where they lost me was the whole love scene. The whole the whole love story aspect of that film is where they lost me. <laughs> I, I, I killed a whole bunch of sand people. I'm filled with rage. And that's not the bad part. The bad part is Padme sits down next to him and goes and, and comforts him. She's like, they're there to air as human. I'm like, what are you doing? He's a monster. <laughs> Christ. Padme is the most wooden, unbelievable character in the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Did Spaceballs get a game? I know it's not animation. but no. well, They did have an animated series, but sort of. I, they had a deal with Lucasfilm that they would do like no, no uh, sort mm. of licensing products. Damn. 
Which you'd think they would want to do licensing products, since that's all that yogurt does throughout the entire that, movie. That was, yeah, that was the joke of the I know movie. That's, yeah, I know. That, that that was a running gag in the movie, like the yep. scene where uh, where Dark Helmet's playing with the dolls. Yep. Oh my god, I would have loved to have those dolls. Yeah. <sighs> oh boy. All right, folks, you can reach me at TFG and Mike on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow at Geekcast Radio on Twitter. Go to geekcastradio.com, check out this and all of our other episodes that we're doing. Uh, currently on other shows, uh, Optimus Solo and I, we have uh, five more weeks of the crappy new adventures of He-Man, where in the last, like, seven episodes of that show, they actually tried to give us character development and shit like that, and it's just way too fucking late. <laughs> it's way too late. So that's what's going on there. The pull bag, Altered Geek, all kinds of cool stuff over at geekcastradio.com. Uh, what is it that I always say? See, it's been so long since I don't, I don't even remember my damn catchphrase anymore at the end of this. Uh, oh, God, something live, about... Live free or die hard. Okay, Michael Dodd. <laughs> I was going to say, we all, obviously, his situation has changed in the last seven, eight years, but I remember when Mike used to actually have arcade cabinets in his house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're talking about the whole thing between the, the Turtles arcade versions and things versus the SNES and the whatever, and I'm like, well, we all can't have arcades in our homes, so that's why we need console stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, we need MAME. That's... <laughs> oh, boy. Tune in next time and help us find the pixels in the animation. We will catch you later, folks. And I'm a dirty pirate. Yes, I do have my window open in case you hear anything. Just ignore it. Okay. It's police sirens. Yeah, any of that shit. Um, Shootings. The, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that would be if we lived in Waukegan. We live in Gurney. I mean, Gurney isn't the most safe town suburb out of Chicago, but it's one of the more. It's it's safer than Waukegan. I'll say that. Help. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's Illinois, after all. And I, I, I'm sorry. I don't care. Like. Both my wife and I have had to fight tooth and nail to get 
state medical coverage. Yeah. I think I've told you this already. Yeah. We finally have it, and it's fine, and it's whatever. But you know what's going to happen. Next time, they every six months or whatever, they come up for recertification. They're going to screw it all up all over again. Right. That's one of the reasons why I'm extremely negative with anything this fucking state does. Because yeah. I'm sorry. If you're supposed to register whatever every six months or recertify or whatever, fine, sure. She had medical coverage one month. It was taken away the very next month, and then she had it back the, the month. Of, like, what? Like. And then they could never get our address right. Never. They kept sending shit back to the city when we had already moved. The day we came out here to the new house and moved moved out here fully, the day we were here, we went to the Waukegan office and said, this is our new address. We are now in Lake County. We are no longer in Cook County. For the last year, they've still sent shit to Cook County. Putting the Illinois in Illinois. <laughs> exactly. 